Welcome to another edition of Locally Sourced Joey, the podcast about anything and everything and all of that in between. Joined here by a good friend, Jen Rock, coming all the way from her closet in California. Jen, <laughs> welcome to the program. I am sitting in the dark and there are clothes draped over my head just so we can get the best sound possible out of this. And it's still not top quality sound, but for all you aspiring uh, podcasters at home, closet is usually the best place to set up shop as it is the most soundproof, unless you have a whirlwind in your closet. And in that case, you've got more problems than we can. Exactly. So Jen and I met doing karaoke. Uh, as anyone who's ever read my blog, and uh, I'm going to make some shameless plugs because I don't think I did enough of that last time, but every uh, December I do the 12 days of karaoke, although I think I forgot this last uh, December because, you know, life gets busy sometimes, uh, but, you know, just recommending good songs to perform, uh, and that's how, that's how we met, you know, me being a fiend, Jen Rock also being a fiend of karaoke, I, do you have a, a go-to song? Um, I usually have my lame go-to oldies songs that I usually sing, uh, although lately, oh, I guess it's, it's still technically an oldie, um, I've been going to Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, and uh, it works out well because you can kind of interact with the audience, and uh, they like it. That's always good. Audience interaction is a is a big thing, and it's definitely still an oldie. I'm pretty sure that song's like 50 years old now. Yeah, it's it's pretty old. I was I was gonna say, but uh, you you're always good with the uh, with the interaction because you actually just get in people's faces. You just like run into the crowd, and you're just like, yes, I am here singing. Yeah, I like I, I especially like when it's a wireless mic because I like to get to the people in the back who think they're safe because there's some people who come to a karaoke bar and then expect to, you know, not really be involved with the karaoke. And I'm like, no, 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 this is an entire bar thing. And we are going to get you involved, whether you like it or not, especially if they're unaware of it and everyone else sees it, then it's great. Well, then it's more entertaining. And I think, didn't Gaslight have, uh, have a wireless mic? Uh, I, I feel like one of the hosts had one. Uh, usually, every time I was hosting, at least, it was chords, which I would always get, you know, tangled up because people would just wander around on stage drunkenly and just get the chords all messed up. But uh, I believe backstage is the one you're thinking of. I wireless mics all the time, which is Oh, I remember that just place, as right? Groovy. I yes. tried to sing a, uh, a Mos Def song. Actually, I tried to rap a Mos Def song, and that was a big mistake. That was a huge, huge mistake. I thought I was going to be this amazing rap artist, and it didn't work at all. Fail. Yeah, it always sounds better in your head when you're imagining it. And the, except for me, it sounds better on stage. But, <laughs> you know, we're a rare breed. You guys are a rare breed. I think I do okay. As long as it's not hip-hop, um, I tend to slur my words on those. So I'm sure the alcohol doesn't help either. No, the alcohol is does not help at all. But uh, uh, um, I remember us at... Um, Drag Queen Bingo in West Hollywood, and we did Ghetto Superstar. That is accurate. Yeah. One of my favorites from the 90s, for sure. Maya featuring Praz. I guess it's Praz featuring Maya. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who actually gets credit on that. And then, of course, Old Dirty Bastard is in there, too. ODB. Uh, That place was a riot. Hamburger Mary's, for those of you out there in California, highly recommend. 
in West Hollywood, drag queen bingo, and then they uh, do some karaoke afterwards. And it's, uh, it was a contest. We did not, I don't think we won anything. But I think we I think left we before in, we won. <laughs> yeah, we were in like the top something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, the hosts wanted us to stay, but I mean, it's a school night. It was a Sunday, so you can't, it I, mean, was... I cherish rest more than a $20 gift card to Arby's or whatever they were giving away, so. <laughs> Word, <laughs> I next agree. Time. Next time. Next time. So what else is going on? Just living the dream. I've got my dog right next to me. She's like yeah. half asleep. You know the point where it's like their eyes, like you think they're closed, and then you get close enough to look and check, and then they lick you in the face. That's about where <laughs> she is right now. That's what kind exciting. of dog is it? It looks like a like a dachshund or something. She is. She's a chihuahua, which is half dachshund, half chihuahua, but I think she's more like 80% dachshund and 20% chihuahua, and uh, I, I'm 100% positive I've posted pictures of her on my blog, but if not... That'll be an accompanying post with this. And look at that. Plug number two. We're only five minutes in. Love it. Excellent. I mean, if my if my radio days have taught me anything, it's that you have to plug all the time, uh, whether, you know, it's the score of a game or, you know, what channel you're listening to. Because people forget, and people are tuning in all the time. And I'd assume with a podcast, uh, you wouldn't just drop in in the middle of it. But you never know. You know, someone could... Someone could have been listening on a public computer and then gotten sick of it after like four minutes and then they just left it playing and the next person's like, oh, what the, what's this? And, <laughs> it's true. With podcasts, I mean, anything goes, right? Exactly. No FCC control over this bitch. Exactly. Just say, say whatever I want. I will bleep you to kingdom come. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, that just sounds, that sounds raunchy, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Slightly. I mean, I will place bleeps over your swear words. That's yeah. More. You should put something funny over my swear words. Something funny that you say, you could just edit in real quick. Like a yeah. like a tugboat horn or like actual yeah, yeah. Like just change the words so it's like your voice and then it's just me saying like pancakes or something. Exactly. That's okay. what I I need okay. to. Well, maybe not pancakes, but <laughs> think of some funny word that you say. Oh, uh, Joeyism. Joeyism. All right. Well, that's that's asking a lot of me in post production. Usually, usually it's hard enough just uploading the podcast. So we'll, uh, yeah, does it take forever? Um, I mean, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's probably like I don't know. It's probably like a minute for every two minutes of the podcast length. Okay. So it's not. It's not that bad. But okay. so almost, almost uh, real time. Yeah. Yeah. Almost real time. And you have plenty of experience with that as well, as you have been in the broadcast biz for a number of years yourself. Yes, it was quite quite a ride, that news. <laughs> I uh, I was a news producer for a CBS and Fox affiliate on the Central Coast. And um, I produced the 10 and 11 o'clock news. And I had to edit all of it. Right, all of it. It was a good time. It was a good time. It sounds wonderful, and uh, it's the often overlooked aspect of TV broadcast because you know everyone knows the talent, but the production side. I mean, we wouldn't look good. I consider myself more of talent than actual producer. What cause... was your official role? Where <laughs> I've been so <laughs> all over the world. Who knows? 
I've been so all over the world. Well, I mean, in your career, weren't you on air a little bit? I was, yes. Um, mostly, uh, I mean, most of my work was, you know, just with our college campus, UMTV and WVUM. Got to give a shout out to the 305. Uh, <laughs> still listen sporadically to, to uh, WVUM because that's online. And UMTV, of course, you can watch online too. But WVUM, you get that live feel. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, you know, generally hosted uh, our sports show and would do some field reporting. I, I My favorite story was writing about the milkshakes at our baseball stadium. Uh, namely because I got lots of free milkshakes out of it. Um, I guess that's market research at its finest, but that was uh, a fun one to do, and apparently very well done because my professor still used it. Uh, the day I graduated, he was like, hey, I still use that story to teach people like what makes a good package. And I'm like, boom. Oh my god, my professor does the same thing. I did a story about texting and driving when the law first came out, and he still uses it, which of course makes you feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Absolutely, as well as old. And uh, yeah, and every time I go back to uh, Cal State Northridge to visit my professors, there's always a class going on. It's never just like a dead time in between. It's like a class is going on, and they're like, okay, Jen, why don't you tell us what's going on? And then I have to go, well, I'm actually AWOL and not in the news anymore, <laughs> but uh, for all you aspiring journalists, go for it. Yeah, let them learn their dreams can die without... Uh... Without you telling them, they can do it. Yeah, I mean, the dream, of course, can still be alive. It's just that the news might not be there. It's just the news is dying. Local news is anyway. It's kind of a, a dying medium, I think. Yeah, it's real depressing, too. It is real depressing, and everybody tends to say that, but I think part of that is... Um, you know, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, does, does the audience want to see this depressing stuff, which is why it's being aired, or, or are we just airing it and everybody's just watching it because we're airing it? Um, I'm not really sure. But uh, at least at my station on the Central Coast, we did a lot of community news. It wasn't all doom and gloom, but nice. yeah. It's always good. I feel like every broadcast needs at least one of those. Maybe a couple. And then you've got morning shows that just go. Not, you know, anyone I know that worked in a, a morning show setting said that they had at least a couple pieces where they were just like, why is this even worthy of being told? So it's, uh, yeah. it's always a good time, I guess. Do you have any horror stories from your time in news? Um, there are a bunch, actually, because there's just so much that happened in three years that I did it. Um, which I realize in the grand scheme of things isn't really that long. But um, <laughs> I guess it's not a horror story as much as it is something. It's just crazy what happened. In the three years that I worked in news, we had our uh, first black president was elected. Michael Jackson died. Walter Cronkite died. Um, all these major things happened. Um, uh Fukushima tragedy happened, like so many different different things happened um, around the world. And I distinctly remember when I was um, producing a newscast one day, everything's everything's going fine, just a normal normal day in June 2009. And uh, 
it's around six o'clock. My newscast doesn't come on till ten, so I mean, some stories could come up, but you know, I have uh, a rough outline of what my newscast might look like around ten o'clock, and then the news comes down that the king of pop has died, and I was in shock for about twenty minutes. Number one, because he died, and two, because I knew that my entire newscast was done. I had to, you know, take apart all the stories that I had already in there, and then I, we had to call all of our reporters that had already gone home for the day, and just it was an all-hands-on-deck kind of a thing. And the reason for that, um, because... Uh, Neverland Ranch was not that far away from our station. We were in Santa Maria, California. That's where the station was based. And Neverland Ranch is in Los Alamos or Los Olivos? One of the two. Which isn't that far away. I would say maybe 20 miles or something. So we were at Neverland Ranch for a good uh, month after he died. There people from all over the world were paying their respects and it was it was a it was a good newscast. I have it recorded somewhere. I have it, but um, that was pretty crazy and a very intense uh, newscast. Up until it went live, everything was very very tense. So, yeah, it does, was, it does sound intense. We'll have to find a copy of that newscast and put it as a link. I don't even know if you could put links, but why not? We'll make it work. Yeah, I mean, if I uh, I have a couple of my newscasts posted on YouTube simply for uh, if I ever wanted to go back into news, which I don't, um, for like a resume, you know, that type of stuff. But um, if I find it, I can post it on YouTube and then we could uh, link it. You there know? you go. Of course, I have, I have a couple things on YouTube as well, more for hilarity's sake, uh, but... At the same time, yeah, you never, you know, you never know when someone's like, "Hey, give me a sample of your work." You're like, "Boom!" And then they're like, "Here's a million dollars." So, got to hold That's out hope true. for that. I actually remember that day as well, obviously, because the King of Pop died. Also, because Farrah Fawcett died uh, yes. a few hours earlier, and it was also the NBA draft. And I remember being at Buffalo Wild Wings because this is what we used to do up through college. Was the summer of the or the night of the NBA draft, you know, it was always summer, so we'd be back home, and we'd just go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and they had, like, 50-cent wings, which I still don't understand why wings are always so overpriced. Like, it's very little actual meat, and uh, usually low-grade at that, but I digress. We'll move on for another time. But it was cheap wings, and, you know, <laughs> had, like, TVs everywhere, and so we'd go and get all excited. And uh, I believe that was also uh, a year when the... The Bulls, who are my team, I had I just traded away their pick to try and clear eventual cap space to try and sign uh, LeBron James or some other sort of free agent, and they failed miserably. Um, I might be getting my years wrong with that, but I don't know. Either way, it was a it was a sad. It was day a all big around. day. Yeah. It was a big day. Yeah, it was. It was a sad day. It but, was a very sad day. Um, I would have rather been at Buffalo Wild Wings. I can tell you that much. It it's, was, uh, it was, that was, that was the craziest newscast ever, and, uh, I would rather have been eating those low-quality chicken wings, overpriced chicken wings, any day of the week, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't complaining too much, although I still have yet to be at Buffalo Wild Wings or any sports bar when I, like, in their commercials when, you know, we say, hey, I wish this game could keep going, 
I, someone doesn't push a button and then the game magically goes into like five overtimes. It just, it just ends. And so right. I think their commercials are a little misleading or maybe I'm just not saying it loudly enough by the right person. So I'll try again <laughs> next time. I actually don't mind their wings too much. I know we're going on a wing topic. I realize the tangent we're going down, but just real quick that their wings they have a plethora of sauces to choose from, and I think that's where the price comes in, is the sauce. You know? Yeah, I suppose. There's there's a wing place across the street from me. It's called Pluckers. I, I, I end up there a lot, and every time I'm like, this really isn't that good. But, I mean, I guess it's, it's part convenience, and also we get free coupons for, like, five free wings all the time. If you're at pretty much any sporting event around town, you'll end up with a, a free Pluckers card, so... It gets That's the job cool. done. Can't I have complain. yet to uh, visit your area. I need to go there to sure. Austin. Don't do it in the summer, though. It's very hot. Although yeah, you're, 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 you're in the valley. I'm in the valley, but we have that arid, dry heat, you know? We don't have that crazy humidity. And I don't know if I can handle humid. I'm just sweating all the time. Is that what happens? You just sweat all the time? Yeah, but I also have a glandular problem, so that's uh, <laughs> that's common wherever I am. I didn't mean like, to go down that road. I just... <laughs> it's cool. We'll steer it back. We'll steer it back. I got <laughs> The time is... It, we always try to keep this under half an hour, although I'm sure that'll uh, fail in some point. But uh, getting to happier times, you know, away from the, you know, the sad day of, of several celebrities dying and my... Uh, right my constant sweating, um, to <laughs> concerts, because I know, like me, you enjoy going to concerts. Uh, we both have a penchant for punk rock shows, because we like to think we're still, like, 16 years old and can, you know, hang with the best of them in the mosh pit. Um, yes, I totally I know, I, do. I kind so. of like admiring it from afar. I'm like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> Let me not be by it. <laughs> I feel compelled. Like, I get, it's like a physical reaction. Like, when we saw Rancid and I couldn't be in that pit, I had to like start my own mosh pit in that little section we were in when we went and saw them. Yeah, we were in like a, a seating section. I felt like I was in a movie theater or something. But I know because we got there so late. Cause my my stupid boss at the time he let me out of work don't, late. Don't burn any bridges here. <laughs> and, and we we rushed down to um, the Fox Theater in Pomona, I believe. I think that's where it was and the section that we were supposed to be in was already filled up so they wouldn't let us down there and so we were stuck in this other section and all the great rancid hits came on and i felt compelled to move around and to start my own california circle pit and uh i had to do so in our own area and I think, a, I think a couple people got involved. I remember my foot got stepped on by some bigger guy near me who clearly just could not keep his balance. So you did it. You did an all right job. Thank you. And I remember Tim Armstrong bashing Coachella, too, during that because they didn't get invited to it or something like that. And so he, he got the whole audience saying, like, you know, F Coachella. And then the I next, remember then that. Then the next year, I was looking at the Coachella lineup. Well, I guess his... His, uh, you know, campaign against that was only one year long, but yeah, I'm sure if I got invited to play, I'd probably also say yes, even if I was mad before. Yeah, you would uh, kiss and make up and be fine. Exactly. 
Um, and now that, you know, since then, too, I've also, I have a band of my own. Here's another shameless plug. Burning Years, you can look us up on uh, the Facebooks and Instagrams of the world. I think I actually managed the Twitter part for us, but I haven't touched it for a while. So clearly my social media expertise is just down the drain. But I, uh, having played in a couple of shows myself, it is, it is very fantastic. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. The last one we did, the floor was like stage level with uh, where we were. So it was nice to be very like, intimate. you know, you could reach out and like high five someone because you were, you were eye level with them. So that was very exciting and segues very nicely. I'll be, you know, a long way of doing it, uh, into our, our top three, again, a weekly, or this isn't weekly, but a, a, every episode-ly uh, segment of Locally Sourced Joey is our top three. Uh, this time it's going to be top three bands you would love to perform in concert with. Uh, this was inspired by a video I saw of Paramore inviting uh, a couple people on stage to play uh, the end of, I think it was Misery Business, always a good, you know, oh. 07 jam um you know they just brought like two or three people on stage and they're like all right you're playing guitar you're singing you're on bass like let's go let's jam this song and i so i thought that was cool and got to thinking you know what other bands would be fun to to rock out with so we'll we'll let you do your top three first well when i when i picture myself on stage with these bands i'm actually in the band and i actually play better and sing better than i actually do so with that premise, <laughs> um, I guess my first one, and am I allowed to go back in time? Oh, of course. Can I go back in time? Okay. So if you know the band Yes, Yes is a prog band. They have a couple of hits, and uh, I think they are most excellent. And every time I hear them, I picture myself on stage with them playing some outlandish very intricate, complicated um, piano bit. Something on the keyboard. And I would love to play live with them. Maybe not now, but <laughs> back in the day. I would love to have played live with them. So, Yes is one of them. And my next one is, I guess it's a little, it's a little funny. They're all throwbacks, except for maybe one. Um, the Doors. Only because of the organist in the band was amazing, and that would have been fun to play, to play with them. Um, and my last one, and this is a hard one to choose because uh, I'm going with ska because any ska live is usually pretty freaking fun, and I, it's uh, so hard. But I would, I would love to play with like. Like uh, pie tasters or like Saint Ferris, and just get up there with you know a horn or my voice and just you know jam out and dance and do some skanking on stage. That would be amazing. Yeah, very nice. Actually, one I was it took me a while to come up with three, and I think one of mine would also be Scott. I, I'm just going to generically say Real Big Fish because that's the only ska band I've seen in concert. And oh, it was really? it was a lot of fun. I, and yeah, just get up there with that. I mean, I played clarinet, but I assume most of the skills can translate to like saxophone or not really trumpet because that's a completely different type of instrument. But, you know, I'd like to think that my musical background would, would bode me well. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, you know, dancing around on stage. Uh, and, and they're a pretty large group. 
I think they have like six or seven people during their shows. So I always like when there's more people because it, it, you know, if I mess up, then it gets a little hidden behind uh, everyone else playing, which is always a good thing. I think another one for me would be I'll go back as well with the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because those harmonies and they. I don't know if I've ever seen a more like stiff live show. Like they barely move at all, but I think it would just be awesome to be, you know, to really not even have to do that much, just like sing these great harmonies and which of course is difficult to do, but still and just have, you know, all these adoring fans like across generations. Uh and they you know, they still put on shows. And even though I everyone hates Mike Love for, you know, all the things he's done with screwing the band since they've been together, I I would I would just be like the, the Al Jardine of the group, just kind of like, you know, always a consistent force, but never really hogging too much of the spotlight. Uh, and then my third band is another one I've seen, uh, and this is like the most fun I've had at a show lately, it was the Dropkick Murphys. You saw them live, huh? I did. I actually got to do it via my blog, uh, so big shout out for that to uh, Go Lightly Media, who set me up the show with Skinny Lister opened for them uh, and there was another act whose name is escaping me and then Dropkick Murphys came on uh, and just that whole show was a lot of fun it was outside you know a lot of a lot of mass holes there I but I just really enjoyed it uh, especially during their encore they have a song called Kiss Me I'm Shitfaced which is a fantastic song highly recommend checking it out um, and it's they you know basically the protagonist is bragging about how uh, you know, all these great things he's done. Like, he designed the Sears Tower and makes, like, $2,000 an hour. And, like, that rhyming scheme. It's great. Uh, and so I just really enjoyed during the show, they called up a bunch of people on the stage. Like, they had maybe, like, 30 or 40 people just, like, hanging out on the stage. And there's one part where the singer is singing and then in the song, like, a woman says just, you know, a quick little, like, couple of words. And he, the singer just, like, threw the microphone, like, blindly backwards. And this one girl caught it, said the line, and, like, tossed it back to him. Oh, and I was like, I don't think that was staged, but it looked awesome. Um, and <laughs> it was just, just that sort of, like, fun atmosphere where I was like, look, they've got, like, people up on stage. Um, and well, I was, they're, very, know, they're a very interactive band. I think they always have been. And they would, they would be a ton of fun live. I don't think I've ever seen them live. Not to come to think of it. I thought maybe at a warp Tour, but I don't think so. I would recommend it. And they've got the accordion, too, so that's always a good... Uh, or not the accordion, the uh, bagpipes. <laughs> bagpipes, that's yes, Weird the bagpipes were fun. That's the next show to see, right, Weird Al? He's dominating, dominating the world lately. Is he really? Yeah, he was number one on Billboard, debuted at number one. What's the parody? Uh, what was his whole album called Mandatory Fun? Uh, my favorite parody he does is... Uh, a parody of Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. It's called Word Crimes. And <laughs> anyone who is a journalist or in the media or just hates when people use poor grammar would love it. Uh, so definitely check that video out, too. See, I'm not all about promoting me here. I love Blue Source, Joey. I know, you you really are, but I suppose that's that's the whole the whole shtick, right? That's the whole exactly. point. I mean, I'll give shout-outs to good things like that. So it's not, it's not just my own creations. It's, if you do something well, awesome, you'll get a shout-out. If I start my own blog or something, I would hope that you would you would plug me in there. For sure, we can put we can put a link in the description. But for now, it's just going to be Jen Roth sits in her closet and talks about things. I, I it's just so weird. 
this is very, very, very odd. I keep having to move this long shirt out of my face because <laughs> I can't see the computer. It just keeps drifting back into my face as I sit in my closet and talk about hot topics like Michael Jackson and Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, we're keeping it local and current for sure. Uh, yeah, I know. You can tell. You can tell. But that's a lesson to everyone out there is next time you're searching for an apartment or a home, uh, check to make sure that you have a walk-in closet. Because yes, because if you know. don't, then you, if you want to do a podcast, you will end up sitting between the hamper and a pile of clothes. Or even worse, the clothes will be on you, draping over you. It's quite claustrophobic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, you're on the home stretch. We appreciate you taking the time, Jen Rock. Any final words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Um, number one, don't go into news. If you like editing and or writing, go into entertainment. It's a lot more fun, and it goes to sleep at some point. The news never sleeps, so just uh, steer clear of that. That's, that's, uh, that's about it. Beautiful, very unconcise words of wisdom, but I liked it. Yeah. It's yes. the way to go. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And here's your departing joke of the day. What do we want? Low-flying airplane noises. When do we want them? Meow. Good afternoon, people. <laughs>